0: You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, and welcome to the Lockdown Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, July 27th. Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond looking weird in Vegas, as many of us do, but not as weird as John Wall. This is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here in the Motor City, covering the NBA for the Detroit News and the Associated Press, a Pistons follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thank you for making us part. Of your daily routine. Today, we're gonna talk a little tigers and lions at the top. I know some of you probably hate that, but I don't care. It's July and this is my podcast. We're gonna do that real quick. But today, we're also talking. Team USA as Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond hit Las Vegas to train with Greg Popovich and America's team. We're also going to run down the weekend in the NBA 2K League, talk about the cool event that the Pistons GT team took part in this week, and also going to give an update on the basketball tournament, which is this weekend with the quarterfinal games that actually started this round last night in Atlanta and continues through the weekend on television leading up to next weekend's Final Four. So give us a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. I told my Alan Trammell story on Twitter this afternoon and also had my freshman basketball coach at Kimball High School, Brian Zapata, pipe in about a great other story of my life that you should check out as well. Thanks to Brian for pointing that out. I always like to talk about buzzer beaters in my high school basketball days. But first off... And I know, like I said, there are probably a few of you who are rolling your eyes when I talk about the non-Pistons topics here, but this is a big weekend for the history of Detroit sports. Alan Trammell and Jack Morris are being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Huge congrats to Tram and Jack and all the Tigers fans who helped carry them through the 1980s and beyond as those guys are well-deserved members of the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, starting on Sunday in Cooperstown. Tram, first off, it's an overdue honor for him. The numbers have shown that over the years. My middle name, by the way, is Allen, and, of course, that's after Allen Trammell. My older brothers have family names as their middle names. My my great-grandfather died within days of my oldest brother being born, so his middle name is Walter, and it's named after him. My middle brother's middle name is Charles, named after my grandfather, And mine is Allen, named after the shortstop of the Detroit Tigers, which probably says a lot about who I am. Uh, Kind of fear, I don't know, toiling, barely employable for 90% of jobs out there, yelling into a microphone in my mid-30s to a small, dedicated audience of you guys. Thanks, you guys, for listening to the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But I'll go back to the time in Birmingham, and I tweeted about this today to a query from the Detroit Free Press uh, Twitter sports handle asking for for stories about Trammel and Jack, and uh, my brother piped out about, up about it as well. But uh, there was a card show apparently at, I think it was Birmingham Groves High School, I actually called my dad this afternoon to try to get as many details from him as possible. But we went to a card show, huge line of people that were waiting in the gym to get uh, Alan Trammell's autograph. But apparently as he walked into the show, we were walking in as well, and I was holding an Alan Trammel baseball card. And uh, this is kind of the mix of what my dad told me and what my brother told me. So the details are a little bit foggy for both of those guys. And myself, being a four-year-old at the time, who doesn't remember this at all actually, but have had it told to me so many times over the years, that apparently I was holding one of Trammell's baseball cards and held it up to him and said, this is you, this is you, or or something like that, or maybe you're Alan Trammell, one of those quotes. And uh, he responded to, yes, it is, that's me. So we eventually got the autograph. From Trammell, gracious guy, um, almost as gracious as a guy as, as Ernie Harwell was when I met him in Lakeland. Talked, uh, talked about how uh, I wanted to be like him when I grew up and be a sports broadcaster. Actually, wrote him a letter when I wrote a speech about trying to be a sports broadcaster when I grew up for the McDonald's I Have a Dream contest. Won the city for it. And he wrote me this long letter back about uh, how much he appreciated that. And uh, really, We've talked about it before, Detroit sports fans, and you can throw guys like Joe Dumars in this mix as well, Uh, Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, just guys that appreciate the love from Detroit fans, and I think that a guy like Alan Trammell is a perfect representation of that over the years. And um, So congratulations to Alan from, from Tigers Nation, from all the fans out there. Uh, it, that, that story that I told is kind of a small little representation of the kind of guy that Tram was. He took the lumps as the manager in 2003, one of the worst teams ever. I covered uh, a little bit of the following season for WDFN when I was an intern there in 2004, and he was just great to deal with despite them being terrible and him kind of being uh, you know, the, the on the chopping block because of the roster that he had to field out there every day. I was there the night that Mike Marath threw a one-hit shutout Against the 2004 Yankees, Bernie Williams. Here's the lineup. Bernie Williams, Jeter, Sheffield, A-Rod, Giambi, Posada, Matsui, Ruben Sierra, and Miguel Cairo. I know, kind of a bummer there on the ninth spot after all those great players. But that was the lineup that Mike Marath threw a one-hitter against in a game that I covered. That's the thing that happened in 2004. I just looked it up. Incredible. But anyways, um, again, congrats to Tram. Jack Morris. Jack was a prick. I don't know. I mean, I'm a writer, so I've dealt with difficult people in my time. And I know the media makes it too much about themselves or ourselves sometimes. And Jack would be the first to admit that he was that guy too, by the way. A nice article from Sean Windsor in today's Free Press that I just uh, read over. Actually, I read it online. I'm not sure that it made Detroit, today's Free Press, but a nice column, long one about uh, Jack and him kind of reflecting on his past but of the Trams, the Lou's, and the Jacks, over the years, I've always thought that Jack had the most compelling Hall of Fame case out of all those guys. When I argued with people, baseball fans all over the country and some of the places that I lived, Jack was always the first guy that I was argue for as far as being a Tiger from that era who deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. I just feel that if you pitch arguably the greatest game of all time, and I think that pitching 10 innings of shutout ball in Game 7 of the World Series against a very formidable lineup is quite possibly just that, You know, definitely one of the top three games of all time given the context, that means a whole hell of a lot and should. I think um, I have a much different perspective of what it means to be a Hall of Famer in all sports. When I think of the word fame, uh, which is right in the title of Hall of Fame or greatness, I don't think of the necessarily the accumulation of career regular season numbers. If a guy like Burt Blylevin stuck it out and posted a bunch more 13 win seasons in his 30s, I don't necessarily think um, him reaching that 300 win plateau is more impressive than pitching probably the greatest game ever. Like, I honestly think. That game seven that Morris pitched for the twins is like twenty-five percent or thirty percent of Jack's resume to get in, and, and it's a very compelling part of that resume at that. Now I hate Kurt Schilling, I hate his guts, but I think he's a slam dunk Hall of Famer because of the bloody sock game and all he did for the Sox and what really was a historical baseball moment, that Sox comeback against the Yankees in 04, and maybe the last great historic baseball moment really, although I'm sure I'm forgetting something major over these past 14-15 years. And throw that in with what Kurt Schilling did in 2001 with Arizona in the World Series uh, with a high-profile Yankees team against him there, and he's in to me. I don't know what the the holdup is. I don't care that he only won 216 games. I really don't care at all. You know, there are ga- guys out there who won close to or maybe over 300 games in this era and other eras in the past, but maybe toiled for crap teams and and uh, didn't have those big playoff moments, and I don't care as much about those guys but that's uh, probably one of many reasons why I don't have a vote for the Hall of Fame for baseball. But I'll be watching Sunday afternoon. I hope you guys are too. Congrats to Tram and Jack from the Locked On Pistons podcast. Probably the congratulations that they've been waiting for this week. And one more non Pistons notes I was at Lions facility in Allen Park yesterday for training camp Eve for the Detroit News. You can check out my story today, it's online, also in the print section of Friday's Detroit News on Jared Davis. Uh, thanks to the news for having me there, and I'll be back soon to cover some more lions and more stuff for the news as well. And uh, first off, I'm pleased to report from Allen Park that the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl this year. So advanced, congratulations to fans and uh, the team for that. Also, Matthew Stafford looking slim. Now, I, I haven't been around Stafford, you know, face to face in many years, so I can't say that for sure that he's lost a lot of weight, but. He he looked like he's lost a decent amount of weight, not carrying that extra cheek stuff that he's kind of known for. And I say that with sympathy. I know about it personally. It's always that biggest indicator if a you know, a, a bigger framed dude is in decent shape for their standards or not. Um, that if You can tell by the face if they're, if they're feeling uh, slim, if they're feeling good. I, he didn't have that. He's looking trim, so that's probably a good thing. He's 30 now, so probably in the, you know, trying to extend this career as long as he possibly can mode, um, which is a good thing given guys like Tom Brady and Drew Brees are out there dictating that it's possible, not probable, but possible that maybe Matthew Stafford has another decade of good ball in front of him out there in the NFL. But with the weight loss, and if I'm right about that, again, that says to me that maybe he's refocused and ready for, for things. And that's the kind of information you can glean from the day before training camp, before anyone suits up out in the field in Allen Park. But we'll see uh, what things that he has in store for him uh, this year with the, the Detroit Lions as Matthew Stafford prepares for season number 10. But I promise we'll be back to Pistons after this, talking Team USA with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. But you've heard me talk about advertising, and we're going to be going for it stronger here this season. And if your company wants to reach that key demo of men between the ages of 18 and 44, provincial Pistons fans that probably have ties to Metro Detroit and an interest in spending their dollars locally, you should be sponsoring Locked on Pistons. We are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. All sorts of daily dedicated listeners all over the metro Detroit area, Michigan, and beyond. If you're interested, email me at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com to find out more. Yeah! A little bit later, we're going to look ahead to the weekend, including the Pistons GT action and the basketball tournament, which continues this weekend as well. We talked a little bit about Matthew Stafford and the Lions there. If that helps you get into Lions fever, which you should be coming down with very soon, you should check out the Locked on Lions podcast with Matt Derry of Detroit Radio, a daily look at the Detroit Lions. So go ahead and check them out as part of the network. But Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin are among 35 guys on the Team USA roster as of right now, although many of them are not there in Vegas for the mini camp over Thursday and Friday. But uh, Griffin and Drummond were among those that trained in Las Vegas with coach Greg Popovich, getting ready for the World Cup, which is next August in China at the Team USA minicamp. The big story is about Kawhi Leonard skipping the camp. He's getting ready for the move in Toronto, probably avoiding a lot of the media questions, if not the confrontation with Greg Popovich um, on a, a big you know, national stage type of sense. So probably smart of him to stay away from there, while also smart of DeMar DeRozan, the new member of the San Antonio Spurs, to be there working with his new coach. In Popovich, but on Thursday, an even bigger story on the internet emerged during headshot picture time. The portraits are all up on LockedOnPistons.com. Check them out there. Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin were among the worst ones. Drummond's uh, how to describe it? He looks well. He looks a little bit special, um, a little bit uh, not sure what to do with my hands, um, a little bit uh, like maybe he's seeing a camera for the first time too. Blake Griffin, on the other hand, a little bit too sexual, maybe like he's trying to look through the camera, break through the camera's clothes, and try to uh, make sweet love to the camera. He's got a little bit of the creepy uncle thing going. Maybe maybe they should have taken the pictures before practice as opposed to after practice is all I'm saying there. But on the other hand, John Wall turned into an instant meme. He looked pretty much stoned and like he's been partying in Vegas for a weekend bender and hasn't cut the hair in a long time, Um, which is maybe what's happening really, to be honest. But some of the pretty good tweets about it that uh, I found yesterday, Martin Rickman says, John Wall looks like how 2018 feels. Um, Haley O'Shaughnessy of The Ringer says, look, I don't know what John Wall was on this summer, but let me know if you find it. Kyle of Twitter, a uh, design designated Kyle. I'm going off the Twitter handle here. Says John Wall and the weird dude at the bus station who says John Wall is the best player in the East are now the same person. Uh, Sarah Levinson, uh, Twitter handle underscore s l e v i s a underscore after that says John Wall low key looks like Craig's dad from Friday After Next. Uh, June Lee um, says. John Wall looks like the dude from a bachelor party who disappears for 48 hours and nobody can find. Born Salty uh, of uh, Twitter handle CJ0 says, John Wall has been up for a minimum of 72 straight hours sipping henny and playing blackjack. And then one more Thai G ish, uh, anyway, Twitter handle A N S O N I I S A N says, John, how are you? Quotation marks. And John Wall responds, yes. So obviously a great um, high joke there. The Boston Sports Report says hob versus I hop, John Wall edition. And Ashley Young, Twitter handle Young underscore A-S-H-L-E-Y-E, says John Wall profile pic versus tagged photo and has the, the button-up version of him with the Washington Wizards and then the photo after that. Uh, just some good stuff out there. John Wall out here looking like Uncle Drew's uncle is maybe the best one there. So some good stuff. Check it out on uh, Twitter. Uh, my I've favorited a bunch of them, so you can go through my favorites if you want there as well. Today uh, up next, we're going to be looking ahead to the weekend, including the Pistons GT action and also the basketball tournament, which is going on in Atlanta, continuing this weekend. We'll talk about that next here on the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. A proud member of the Lockdown Network. Your team every day. Pistons GT team continues action 5 p.m. tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, against the Jazz gaming team. Check that out on Twitch. This is week 10 of the 12-week regular season for these guys, the Pistons gaming team in the NBA 2K League, which is a simulation of regular basketball. All five of the guys on the court control their own player and play together to take on uh, teams sponsored by other NBA teams out there the the Pistons GT team seven and three in second place alone right now in the NBA 2k league regular season the Jazz Gaming team is five and five by the way the Pistons GT team on Wednesday went and visited the Detroit Arsenal in Warren on Wednesday you should check that out they were checking out Uh, The military group, which includes the Tank Automotive Research Development Engineering Center, and there was some cool videos and pictures on the Pistons GT Twitter feed that you should check out there as well. But also this weekend, the basketball tournament continues in Atlanta. Some former NBA players that you've heard of, big college stars you've heard of as well. Lots of G-leaguers playing overseas, guys. They put teams together and they're trying to win a big pot. Of $2 million, there's a team of Syracuse alums, UCLA alums, Marquette has a team, St. Mary's, VCU out there as well. The games are on the ESPN family of networks throughout the weekend if you need your basketball fix with the quarterfinals coming on Sunday. Pistons interest, Willie Reed. You remember Willie from the Blake Griffin trade who played a few games with the Pistons before being cut after the uh Disgusting allegations came out about his uh, domestic abuse charges that came against him. He's playing for Eberlin Drive on Saturday at 5 p.m. on ESPNU. Also, Tariko White, a former second-round pick of the Detroit Pistons in 2010 out of Ole Miss, is playing for the Armored Athlete team on Saturday 1 p.m. against Bayheim's Army, the Syracuse team. That game's on ESPN. White, if you remember, which I don't, broke his foot during the first preseason game for the Detroit Pistons missed the season. This, according to Wikipedia, I'm too lazy to verify that with a real source, but apparently White, the year after that, was released by the Pistons, so a storied career in Detroit. A bummer for him, though, for sure. Uh, The semifinals and finals will be next weekend for the basketball tournament, Thursday and Friday. That will be in Baltimore, so check that one out as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about the basketball tournament next week. As well, the plan is interesting thing about the tournament. If you're checking it out this weekend is the Elam ending. If the team, uh, whenever the buzzer goes off at the four minute mark of the fourth quarter or the second half, I'm not really sure if they play quarters and halves. Anyway, the four minute mark of regulation, uh, whatever the score is of the uh, team that is ahead at that point, you add seven points to that score and there is no more clock involved in the game. All that matters is, uh, whoever of the two teams reaches that point plateau, of seven points past the winning team at the four-minute mark, becomes the winner. So there's none of that automatic fouling that happens in the end of regular games. No clock from there on out. So it could happen real quick that those uh, seven points happen. could happen a long time. And the game will end on a walk-off basket, just like pickup. So an interesting way of uh, ending games that maybe – other leagues such as the NBA will look at in the future as well, as uh, people are always trying to tweak the game and figure out the best way for the game going forward. But give us a follow on Matt on Twitter. I'm sorry, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. Give us a like on the Facebook page at Lockdown Matt shook. And thanks for joining here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast as your host Matt Shook saying, have a great weekend, everyone.